Welcome to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by collegealternative.org, presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Rachel Gateau Ellis. Rachel is a certified parent coach and educational consultant based in Houston, Texas. After graduating from the University of Arizona, Rachel began a lifelong commitment to helping people identify resources when in crisis, whether at Volunteers of America, Cohen's College Connection in Dallas, or throughout many community not-for-profit organizations in the United States, Rachel's 30-plus years of experience have led her to open a boutique consulting and coaching firm. As the parent of two young adults, Rachel has utilized her experience and knowledge to help them navigate their learning and development needs as they launch into their lives as independent adults. Rachel's thorough approach to identifying a client's unique needs through a continuum of care highlights an essential value of fostering supportive relationships with the client and their family. Rachel works with families and programs from all over the country. In addition, she maintains relationships with various experts in the mental health field. As a result, she is abreast of the latest studies and best practices identified in treating the ever-increasing complexity of children, adolescents, and young adults. Let's not wait any longer. Here's Rachel. Rachel, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. We're, we're probably going to be really giggly on this. <laughs> yeah, nothing like talking about mental health early in the morning. <laughs> really, really get people going. Okay. Um, Just so I stop laughing, why don't we dive in? Tell the listeners, where did you grow up? And what was the messaging that you were getting from your family as much as the community in which you were raised about post-secondary education? So I grew up in Texas. Most of my life was spent growing up in Houston. And my parents both went to the University of Texas in Austin. So the message was, you're either for us or against us. You either go to UT, if you go to AM, that's just not an option. But that was just kind of the trajectory. I went to a, a really large high school with almost 3,000 kids, so you were either AM or a Longhorn. That's just kind of how it went. And the messaging around that was I grew up, constant message from my parents was quoting Sam Walton of Walmart fame uh, good enough seldom is. So if it wasn't grade A and number one, like then you weren't trying and you were lazy and you weren't disciplined. So yeah, that's intense. It was extremely intense. So what happened? So I, I had a lot of mental health issues uh, growing up um, from an early age, actually a lot of depression, anxiety, um, terrible student. I was always off a beat, never really understood what was going on, never really fit in with anyone drank a lot, did drugs just to manage my day. Yeah, I just, I was a terrible student. I don't know how I graduated high school. My mom said, God takes care of fools and children. Good thing you're both. And that was how I did it. And then when it was time to get ready to go to University of Texas, I applied. It was the only school I applied to. And I got in like probationary. So I would have to go to summer school. And I panicked because I thought, I'll never get in regular because I will flunk summer school. I don't know how to study. I'm not organized. I, I don't test well. I don't remember what's taught in class. I just never understood things, especially like math. Could, couldn't tell time, couldn't do fractions. And so what I did was, um, and I had a pretty traumatic experience in high school and realized I'm going to be in college with the same people that I've been with for four years and it didn't go well then. 
I have to make a change. And my parents didn't know all this was going on in my brain. So I told them, you know, I've never been out of Texas. I feel like if I'm ever going to do it, college is it. So I think I want to apply to an out-of-state school. And so they bought me this huge college guidebook because this was before internet searches. And it was like, I mean, it was thick. And I was, I was lazy. I just was. Like, I had no interest in really putting the effort in to figure things out. So I only looked in the A's. So it was between Alabama and Arizona. And Arizona didn't have an essay requirement. And I didn't know how to write an essay. So I applied. I got accepted. I'd never been, didn't know a soul, got accepted, got on a plane, went. Best thing I ever did in my life. Just completely took a chance, scared myself to death. And I th- blossomed in college. I became president of my sorority. I ran the spring carnival for 40,000, you know, student university and the community. I found my lane and I was still a terrible student, flunked my classes, had to fax professors, begging them to graduate me because my mother was still coming. And if she found out I didn't really graduate, like there'd be hell to pay. I mean, that's all my life was wheeling and dealing with teachers and professors to gain sympathy so I could just get the grade in order to get my parents off my back. I just had a complete range of emotions. Here I am getting like goosebumps when you're talking about how you took this chance. You know, you just totally blossomed. All these really exciting things are happened. And then it totally took a turn. And I like found myself kind of sinking if that was my parent, right? Or if that was kind of the pressure that I was under, I would be beyond stressed. I was. I was, look, I mean, I have struggled with major depression, like I think first suicide attempt at age 11. That's always been a part of my life to this day. I mean, I'm 52 now. I struggle with mental health every single day and I make it a priority because what choice do I have? Like, I know what the alternatives are. I've tried them. It's not great. So strenuous exercise makes a difference for me. Uh, Making sure I have some social interaction because when I get lost in my head, it's not pretty. Um, And I you know, everyone has a mantra. I don't know if I believe in them, but I just tell myself and I tell my kids, keep your eyes in your own swim lane. Like whatever it takes to get to the end of the lane, just do it. If you have to take a break and just, you know, dog paddle or, you know, Cirque du Soleil or synchronized swim, whatever it takes, just, just do it. Like who cares? Like at the end of the day, everyone's in their head. No one's caring about me. And that's fine. It's fine. It's hard enough being me. I don't need other people worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Okay, so wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Did you end up graduating? Like, what happened So I did. I don't know how. Again, like, just kind people taking pity. And so my parents made me move back home to Houston. They were like, you need to move back home. And I said, oh, shit. Um, well, here I go. And it was it was awful. I mean, I they had they parented me like I was still 14. I still had a curfew. It was just like being a child again. Like it was it was horrible. And and then I finally got a job. Thank God. And it was in a thrift store. And they had the kindness to give me a title of program manager. But basically, I worked in a thrift store selling used Tupperware to schizophrenic people in Houston. But what it taught me was, um, the money I raised in that thrift store paid for Meals on Wheels for old elderly people in the poorest neighborhoods that couldn't be served by other communities. It funded a Houston clothing bank. So people, it was like a food bank, but for clothes, especially back to school families. And then Men's Warehouse donated a, suit, a huge truckload full of 
designer suits and I was able to sell those suits. And they told me if I sold enough to make my salary, they'd keep me on for one more year. And I'm like, okay. And so I had no executive function or planning skills. So I get a truckload of suits and I just threw them on the floor of the thrift store because I didn't know what to do with them. And we had mice and rats. I mean, it wasn't a pretty place. And then I just had lines out the door selling these suits for like 30 bucks and I made my salary. And then it was crazy. We had an electrical fire and the whole place burned down. And so here I am, 22 years old, navigating a huge donation from a major corporation and it all burned to the ground and news cameras, like they're all there interviewing me because I'm the manager of the store. And I'm like, I just got in a car accident on the way because I was changing the radio station and I hit somebody like I it's just amazing the things that you have to rise to the challenge to with no experience. And you just are like, I don't know what I'm doing and here I'm going to fake it till I make it. And yeah, it worked out. We got a new space donated. It, and and then I was like, I, I got to get out of my parents' house. Like, I'm so just because I'm impulsive, or I was at the time. I met someone. I moved in with them within three weeks in Dallas. Uh, got engaged a month later and married him. Yeah, I mean, if I had me as a child, I'd be mortified. <laughs> mortified at the decisions I've made but we're still married 28 years like I love this guy we just get each other (laughs) it's crazy it is crazy how life works it shouldn't have worked this way and yet here I am wow yeah well and you're also in addition to your personal life and the relationship you also have done a lot more between oh yeah that program manager position leading up to now so just Fill us in. What were what were some of those kind of paths along the way leading up to, again, where you are now? Sure. So when I moved to Dallas to move in with my husband, I was friends with his cousin. She worked for a college educational consultant. I'd never heard of one before. And so I had literally nothing else to do. So I said, well, I'll volunteer at her, her business. Um, so she had me clean out files, and then she had me start um, researching learning disability programs on college campuses. And this was like 92 when it was still kind of early. And and I did that and then I had a baby and then I had a second child who was born um, severely ill and it turned out he was severely autistic. Got the diagnosis by age two. I was told to put him in a home. He wasn't gonna survive. And um, Annie had an immunocompromised disorder. And so I had to pull my daughter, older daughter out of preschool. And it was like we were living in a plastic bubble for a couple of years, just me and these two children. Um, And so that just became my full time job was uh, taking care of them, managing them, making sure my son was surviving and not getting sick. And um, and in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be on the school board. I'm going to be on city council. I'm going to run for state legislature. I'm changing the world. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, locked in a house listening to Teletubbies, like, I can't survive this. What am I going to do? But yeah, so I ended up, you know, just getting educated. How am I going to help my kids? And just volunteering and figuring things out. And then they kept growing and we moved to Houston. And then, yeah, I just kept having to figure out how to make things work for my son when things weren't working. So I just, I felt like MacGyver with no experience, no tools. (laughs) Yeah, you are doing a fantastic job. I mean, literally, I just was like, how is this all happening? And why me, God? Like, what did I do? But, you know, like anything, you just you do what you do because you have to. So true. 
So obviously now you are in, it's kind of funny, like full circle. It's nuts. Yeah, I never thought I'd be doing this. Um, So I started a business when I was 50 years old. I'd never done anything like this. I mean, um, you know, I've been on boards and served as chairs and done leadership roles. But then I went to a training to be a therapeutic consultant and and it was all because I had met a mom who said, you should be a therapist, you know, an educational consultant. We can do this together. I don't think you're very good with people, so you can run the business side and I'll be the front face. And just because the minute someone tells me I can't do something, I just get angry. I was like, well, joke's on you. I can't do math, so I'm not running a business. <laughs> and I just went to the IECA training that she had told me about and she ended up not going. And I met what I call lovingly is my posse. I met my people. I'd never had my people in my life. I was always the odd man out. And then I found my tribe in this group of women who have suffered, who have figured things out, who just struggle. And they are all the funniest, most caring people I've ever met. And I'm like, I, I didn't know it had to be so hard, but boy, was it worth it. Like, here I am. Here you are. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to ask you this now as a uh, entrepreneur, yeah. business owner. Oh, gosh. Yep. It's coming, <laughs> right? Fully loaded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I ask I ask all of my guests this because I think it's actually, I, I am always just really intrigued by the interpretation of this question. But do you see yourself as successful? I do. Not in the way that I thought of success growing up and how I was told what success looked like. And sometimes I get really defensive with people and I'm like, I started a business in my 50s. Like, I feel I have to, you know, explain myself so people will be like, oh, you're so successful. But I do, because at the end of the day, every single day, I'm scared, I'm challenged, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a Luddite, like technology is the bane of my existence. And yet here I am sending attachments and hoping they go to the right people. Um, So, yeah, I feel successful because... Even when I want to give up and even the days I literally don't get out of bed and I'm like, I can't, I do. And that's that's pretty successful to be able to manage all of that and still get a phone call at the end of the day saying, thank you so much. Like, our son's safe, our family's doing better, and thank you. And I'm just like, woof, it could have gone sideways, so I'm really glad it didn't. We're all feeling good right now. Like, you know, it's scary stuff that we're talking about. It's scary. It is. It totally is. Okay. Well, the you made a comment earlier about kind of actually advising um I believe it was your own kids, maybe not. I might have I might be not remembering this correctly, but you really were saying like just keep your eyes in your own lane, right? That's oh, yeah. really great advice. That's like really sticking with me. I'm curious if you could give any other advice, um, you know, as a, as a consultant. So I'm going to I'm going to split this up into mm-hmm. two questions. Actually, okay. the first one, if you could give a piece of advice to a young adult who's struggling, could be Rachel circa 18, you know, Rachel yeah. circa 21. However, you want to interpret that. What piece of advice would you give that young adult? Oh, well, my go to is usually keep your eyes in your own swim lane. But I think ultimately, and this is what I say to parents, too. Timelines are subjective. Like, timelines don't matter. Time, it's some concept somebody created somewhere. Like, um, four years ago, I got off social media because I couldn't tolerate the comparison and the comparing resume kits and things like that. And I tell parents, timelines are just, they're timelines. Like, it takes what it takes. And and if you're so busy thinking four years here, four years there, everyone's going to be disappointed. 
like it just it takes what it takes and look I mean it took me 50 years what parent wants to hear that but the thing I say to parents too is um tell me about all the great decisions you made when you were 20 all of them let's go and it's just crickets chirping because nobody was their best self when they were 20 nobody figured it out we screwed up more times than we can count and that's how we are where we are today experience well, I'm not even going to ask the second question okay. because it was really, it was going to be focused towards parents and you'd already nailed it. Well, I became a certified parent coach so I could, <laughs> <laughs> so I could channel all my, uh, yeah, my misfit education into like, look, it's, it happens. Your kids happen. They do things their own way and you'll be fine. Just, just love them. Like all you can do is be like, oof, that was rough to watch, but hey. Here we are. Let's get dinner. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's amazing. Okay. So most important, how can people connect with you? Well, not on social media. Um, so I have newcastleeducationalconsultants.com. I can be reached at 713-569-4661 is my telephone number. And I'm not giving my email address because it's really, really long. And my dad told me it was too long and I didn't listen. And now it's too long. So just call me or <laughs> preferably text me. <laughs> we'll make sure your phone number and your website is in the show notes. Okay, we can put the email address. I just can't say it out loud. <laughs> also in the show notes, you're good. Thank you. Rachel, I've known you for a little while and I just like have so much respect for you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to share Obviously, the high points of this this very, very long journey, but in a condensed opportunity. And so um, I know that there's at least one person that's going to listen to this and just be really grateful to have heard just a snapshot, but then also reach out to say thank you, right? Like that vulnerability is real. And I think we need more people to just like demonstrate it, highlight it, showcase it and uh, yeah, raise up the voice of all the things that people are struggling with out there. So thank you. Amen to that. Thank you. That's it for this week's success is subjective episode. I want to thank my guests for joining me on this week and for being willing to share your journey. This podcast would not exist if it wasn't for people such as yourself. Stay tuned for the next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their personal story with the world. Make sure you check out the show notes where you will find contact information, website details, and all social media for our guests. And also put a face with a voice by accessing their interview on the newly formed successissubjective.org website. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, you can email me at joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A, at successissubjective.org. I would also be remiss if I didn't tell you to check out the collegealternative.org and lilyconsulting.com websites for additional resources outside of podcasting. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and subscribe. And while you're at it, feel free to leave a review. You can also download to listen to Success is Subjective on any other popular podcast apps such as Amazon, Audible, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And last but not least, Success is Subjective is listener-supported, made possible by me and by you. You can show support for the continuation of this podcast by donating on the successissubjective.org website. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.
teenager or young adult who seems to have lost their way? Maybe they need help navigating adolescence, adulthood, and decisions surrounding higher education. Or maybe they have become withdrawn, their grades are slipping, or they are flat out living a reckless lifestyle, and you're concerned about their health and well-being. If this describes what your teen or young adult is facing, a therapeutic consultant may be able to help. Mental health, addiction recovery, and higher education can all be equally expensive. While information is everywhere, how do you know what option is the best one for your family? Some parents have the time to research and navigate this on their own. Some don't. If the latter applies to you, enter Therapeutic Consultants. Therapeutic Consultants, like Joanna, listen to your family's specific needs and advocate on behalf of your loved one. TCs will research therapeutic resources, recommend treatment programs, and assist during adulthood transitions. Not being affiliated with any program, their support is completely objective and catered toward the best interest of each unique family. To find a qualified therapeutic consultant to work with, check out TCA, also known as the Therapeutic Consulting Association. Their website is therapeuticconsulting.org, all one word. Again, that's therapeuticconsulting.org. Then click the Find a Pro tab up at the top.